Peter says that we should add to or supplement our faith with virtue, knowledge, self-control, perseverance, godliness, brotherly kindness, and love. The idea of a supplement, if you are to supplement something, means that maybe it's not absolutely positively necessary, but that it is important, right? It's not like if you have a vitamin D deficiency that you can't live and breathe, but you'll probably get sick all the time and be depressed all the time and your life will kind of be miserable. But if you take a vitamin D supplement, then those things will get better. Your quality of life will increase. And so in the same way, faith, which saves us, is all that we need. Faith alone. That's what saves. That's what gives us life. But Peter says that faith can also use supplements. That there are other things more to the Christian life than only faith. It's not only faith, it's faith alone. Those things sound the same, but I'm doing a little wordplay here. They're different. This is why James says faith without works is dead. Or like we heard last week in 1 Corinthians, or last this last Sunday in 1 Corinthians 13, that we could have the faith to move mountains, but if we have Love, that faith, ends up meaning nothing. And so for faith to stay alive, for faith to stay active, for faith to be thriving, it should be supplemented. And so we seek these things, virtue and knowledge and self-control and perseverance and godliness and brotherly kindness and love. Peter says, For if these things are yours and abound, you will neither be barren or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. That faith wants to bear fruit. Our Christian life wants to bear fruit. And we don't want our life of faith to be deficient in things. We don't want our life of faith to be deficient in these very important things that would cause our life of faith to be riddled with disease and illness and toxicity of all kinds. The issue, however, when Peter says to add these things to your faith or to supplement your faith with these things is it's not as easy as taking a pill. A vitamin D deficiency is as easy as going out and getting some sun every day and taking a pill. But the supplement, if we want to continue the health analogy at least, that would be more akin to what Peter is talking about here is something more like working out, lifting heavy weights, 
going for a hard run. It's not easy things that he suggests. Virtue takes building habits and sticking to them. Knowledge takes time to study and focus. Self-control takes effort. Perseverance takes fortitude. Godliness takes all these things in combination. Love takes humility. These are not easy things that we are called to do in our life of faith. I was reading an Ash Wednesday sermon this morning by Bernard of Clairvaux in my devotions, and he has this idea where he talks about where the head, that is Jesus Christ, goes, the members of the body must follow. And if we look at Christ and we look at our life in him as members of the body of Christ, with him as our head, We often recognize the goodness that comes with that. All the blessings that flow down from Christ. We recognize the comfort that he gives us and the blessings of fellowship that he gives us with one another and how good it is to know that we are saved in him. Blessings upon blessings upon blessings, grace upon grace. But Bernard said, if you're going to be a member of Christ's body and follow your head, you have to follow him not just in the blessings, but also in the sufferings. For Christ, when he was on this earth, did not only experience good things. He did. He enjoyed time with his disciples. He had fellowship with them. He received good things from his mother and father, and especially from his father in heaven, but he also suffered greatly. He was also persecuted. He was also tempted. And ultimately, he was tortured and died. And the members must go where their head goes. And so we cannot have Christ only one way. We must have him both ways to be a member of the body of Christ is not only to receive blessing, but also to receive suffering. It's like if you wanted to have your Valentine's candy today, but you didn't want any of the calories that came with it. It just doesn't happen that way. You get both things. That's what's wrong, by the way, with that Super Bowl commercial, the He Gets Us commercial, is that it only wants Christ one way. It wants all his forgiveness and mercy and kindness, which is true, but it doesn't recognize also his justice and his suffering and his law. It is fitting that today is... St. Valentine Day, that we commemorate St. Valentine today. And of course, we know St. Valentine as the saint of romance and of hearts and candy and overpriced flowers and all the rest of it. But the real Valentine, 
St. Valentine from the 3rd century. If you don't know this, he was a Christian pastor and also a physician, and he was martyred for his faith by the Roman government in the 3rd century. And he wrote a note, at least tradition has it, to whenever he was in Roman jail, to the jailer's daughter that had fallen in love with him. But the note wasn't about being his valentine. It was about the resurrection. It was about the hope that we have in Christ. Because he was facing death. And that's what mattered. And so this Lent, we will have both things. We will have both life and death. We will have blessing and we will have suffering. And in this time, we are called in the steps of Valentine, but more so in the steps of Christ to supplement our faith, to do hard things, not only easy things, not only joyful things, but things that take work. And notice that the supplements that Peter lists here in 2 Peter 1 line up pretty nicely with the three Lenten disciplines which Jesus talks about in Matthew 6. The first is prayer. And if you think about prayer, prayer cultivates virtue. It's a way to build good habits. And it also adds to the knowledge. It is the study of God's word. It adds to the knowledge of Christ. And so this Lent pray. If you don't know where to start, start with the at-home prayer that's in the bulletin every week. You can also follow that Hebrews reading plan. You can pick one up on your way out the door. And the second is fasting. And fasting, if we keep going down that list that Peter gives as supplements for the faith, you can't get these supplements at Wholesale Nutrition, one of my favorite stores in South Haven, by the way. But you can't get these there. You have to get these here or in your homes. Fasting is a practice of self-control and perseverance. And by the way, I should always point out this in Lent. Fasting is not just choosing to give up something really random and posting about it on social media, what you gave up this Lent. That's fine. You can do that. I'm not against that. But that is kind of this cultural phenomenon that people give something up for Lent. But that's not really what Jesus is talking about when he talks about fasting. He's talking about giving up an amount of food. And so you can do that. The advice of the church has always been during Lent to avoid at least Monday through Saturday. You can break your fast on Sunday if you want. To avoid really decadent meals. Meals that are very rich, especially really either fatty or really sugary. And one thing I would suggest kind of in our modern world as a modern interpretation of that is to try and cut out, if you can, the highly processed foods. Because maybe they don't seem rich, but if you look at the ingredient list and the nutrition facts, those seem to be the richest foods in our modern diet. That's just random advice from a random guy you don't have to take that too theologically but that's what i would suggest 
But regardless, lighter meals, maybe skip a meal now and then, those types of things. And the final is almsgiving. And if we keep going down that list of supplements, almsgiving is a practice in godliness, in brotherly kindness, and in loving your neighbor. The old advice of the church on this is that if you tithe 10%, that during Lent you can add an extra 2% of that to almsgiving. That is, giving for the sake of the poor and needy. Now, we have an alms fund here that supports a seminary student and also buys gift cards for the poor and needy when they come and ask for help. You can also give extra food to the food pantry. And right now I'm working on finding some volunteer opportunities for people who want to give their time for almsgiving during Lent as well. So be on the lookout for those announcements. So supplement your faith this Lent. They're supplements. You don't need them absolutely 100% to have faith. They're supplements. Realize that none of them makes you more worthy before God of salvation or worthy of honor before your neighbor. That's why Jesus specifically warns if you're going to do these things, actually just he assumes that you are going to do these things. When you do these things, do them in secret. Wash your face. Don't let people, don't make a big deal out of it that you're fasting. Don't let your right hand know what you're Don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. But these things are real supplements, too. They are helpful that our faith, as Peter talks about it, would be alive and not short-sighted. Remember what he said in verse 9? For he who lacks these supplements is short-sighted even to blindness and has forgotten that he was cleansed from his old sins. And that's what tonight is all about, by the way, is remembering where you came from. We should not ever forget what Christ has done for us and where we came from. For we came from dust when God created Adam and Eve. And because of our sin, we will one day To dust return. All of us will suffer the punishment of our sin, for the wages of sin is death. But the ashes that were put on your head tonight, remember that they were also, maybe you can smell it a little bit, they were mixed with the oil of frankincense. They were mixed with anointing oil. To remind you that even though you are ashes and to ashes you shall return. That you have been anointed by Christ. And that he has called you his own. And that like Christ himself was anointed at his death with spices. That you shall also be raised with him. That he has chosen you. He has given you your faith. And as you supplement your faith this Lent, always keep in mind that which is at the end of this Lenten tunnel, the Easter joy of resurrection.
To him be all the honor and glory now and forever. Amen.